glad to be with you today, New Hope Radio. And we got a good program today. I think it's going to be, for many people, uh, a sense of confirmation. For others, challenge. Others, it could be just like a basic review. Because we have a very important question. Oh, probably the most important question anybody could ever ask and really needs to be answered. Now, everyone has a plan on how they're going to live their life, right? You have a plan, I have a plan, everybody has a plan. This plan is determined by our perspective or worldview. What is a worldview? A worldview is the lens through which we look at life. So it is. From that perspective, we make decisions on how we're going to respond to certain events in our lives. Even if you say you don't have a worldview, you know what? (laughs) That's your worldview. (laughs) This is why we have an important question today that needs to be asked by everyone and really needs to be answered. And we're going to get right into that today. Oh, yes, we are, because it is vital. And your answer to this question is going to determine a couple of things. It's going to determine, number one, how you live your life. And it's going to determine, number two, your eternal state. Oh, that's big. That's big because, you see, that's the one that goes on forever. How you live your life, that's important, but it's temporal. Eternal state, that's forever. And the answer to this question can help you in both of those areas. So today we're going to see what is the answer. And you know what the question is? Is God real? That's the question. Is God real? Now, you might say, yeah, God is real. But the next part is, can you explain why? Why do you believe that God is real? And how would you explain that to someone that perhaps isn't there yet? They don't have any reason to believe God is real, and you do. So what would you say to them? Well, that's what we want, what we want to help you with today. Uh, we're going to look at five aspects or five reasons that we believe that God is real. Okay? And, you know, we could also ask the question this way. Why is there something rather than nothing? Hmm. Ever think about that? Well, why why isn't there nothing? <laughs> why, why, why is there something? Why is there a planet? Why is there a solar system? Why is there a universe? Why is there people? Why is there something rather than nothing? Why can't there just be nothing? Well, that's a big part of answering the question, is God real? So like I said, I'm going to give you five things to think about to help you make an intelligent decision regarding the existence of God. And by the way, you may believe that God is real, but like I said, 
This is about getting the information so you can explain it to someone else. You know, we have to give a reason for the hope that is in us. It's one thing to have faith and to believe, but we also have to be able to convey that belief and explain why we hold that particular belief. Okay, so that's why it's very important. So number one, is God real? Well, let's take a look at the universe. Okay, look at the universe. It's big. It's beautiful. All of its parts are working. You know, the universe is moving. Everything's working together. It's like it's like an orchestra. Everything's in tune, just moving together. How did something so big, so beautiful, and perfectly balanced get here? Perfectly balanced. Oh, yeah. You move the sun, we burn up or we freeze. You move the moon and there's no tides. Everything is perfectly balanced. Now, anytime something exists, we have to ask the question, how did it get here? Right? How did I get here? It's November and you walk in the house and there's this beautiful turkey dinner on the table. You'd ask the question, where did this turkey dinner come from? Or maybe you walked in and after the dinner, you know what you notice? Oh, big stain on the rug. How'd that get there? Hmm. You have an unexpected visitor in your home. You ask, where'd you come from? How'd you get here? See, the reality, everything comes from something else. There's nothing that exists that didn't come from something else. So, you think about that turkey dinner, where'd that come from? <laughs> A once-live turkey. <laughs> That's where. You think about that stain on the rug, where'd that come from? Oh, somebody spilled a glass of milk, a glass of juice, a cup of coffee. They spilled something. Your visitor arrived at your house. Where'd they come from? Well, maybe they took a car or a bus or a plane. But they got there somehow, some way. You think about every automobile that's ever been driven. Where did it come from? The factory. Every automobile has come from a automobile factory. No car had just popped out. Here it is. They've all been produced. So, the Bible tells us in Psalm 19, verse 1, I like this. Here's where you got to have an open heart. You can't have a heart like a rock. The rock of Gibraltar. you got to have an open heart. If you're an honest, humble person, you want to know the truth. If you're stubborn, thick-headed, eh, you don't care, fine. But in Psalm 19, verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God. Think about that. There's the universe. Declares the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Think about that. The stars in the sky are the handiwork of God. What's handiwork? I think of Grandma knitting this little picture. You know, the little needlework thing that grandmas do? It's handiwork. Handiwork to God is putting the stars in place. I'm like, wow. So far then, as everything created requires a creator, that which created, 
that which is created reflects the creator. Okay? Did you get that? Everything created has a creator, and that which is created reflects the creator. So we are living in a beautifully balanced environment. We are beautiful and balanced. Everything's moving and it's all in its place. The only thing that is wrong with the creation (laughs) is what man has done to it. Yeah, man's polluted it. Man's destroying species. Corporate greed. That's a big part of it. Corporate greed. Ruining everything. The beautiful earth that God has made. Corporate greed is destroying it. That's the sinful nature of man. The second aspect of belief in God, the creator himself. Let me give you the simple example of the Pepsi can. Ever see a a can of Pepsi? You probably have. Now, let me give you this take on where that Pepsi can came from. A meteor came and spun itself into a can. As it cooled, a liquid formed inside. Colors began to appear on the can. Even spelled out a word. Pepsi. A pull tab appeared just off the center on the top. The can fits perfectly into a human hand. And its volume? Oh, just enough to quench your thirst. Just enough caffeine to pep you up but not so much that you realize you are in an artificially induced state of stimulation. (laughs) Oh, and this happens over and over and over again with every can, and it never varies. Wow. Now, how much faith does it take to believe that? I would say a lot. Oh, it takes a lot of faith to believe that Pepsi can went through all those stages to get to where it is today. That takes a lot of faith. Let me give you another example. The banana. Have you ever seen a banana? Probably. They're yellow. (laughs) It fits into your hand. It has a non-slip surface. It also has a time-sensitive indicator. When it's green, it means wait. When it's yellow... It means go ahead and eat. When it's brown, it means too late. It also has a pull-top tab. tab, And it, each side peels down very easily. And it will not hurt the environment. If left uneaten, it has orders to reproduce, itse- uh, reproduce itself and providing an inexhaustible food supply. Now think about the difference between the two. You've got the can, which man made, and it can't reproduce itself, and it contaminates the earth, and it's not healthy. Then you've got the banana that God made. It's very healthy. It does reproduce itself, and it does not contaminate the earth. Who is a better creator? Man? Or God. Hmm. See, we're asking the question today, is God real? And coming up with reasons as to why we believe that he is. 
The third reason is our sense of morality. We all have a sense of right and wrong. We all do. Have you ever felt guilty or ashamed for something that you did or something that you said? Why? Because you have a conscience. We wear clothing. Why? Because we have a sense of morality. Even in the rainforest, they wear a string. Maybe that's all they wear, but that's clothing to them. They have a sense of morality. Let me ask you this. Did someone ever go by you? They're speeding on the highway. Woo! Fly right by you. And you thought, oh, I hope they get a ticket. (laughs) Did you ever do that? Why'd you do that? Because you have a sense of morality. Now, some people with their sense of morality, have been dulled down. Oh, yeah, dulled it down. And there are ways to notice somebody's conscience or morality has been dulled down. Let's say they purchase something and they get too much money back and they keep the change. Dulled down. They steal what is not theirs. Dulled down down. They say things they shouldn't say and they're not bothered by it. Dulled down. They become sexually perverted. Dulled down. You see? So you know when your conscience tells you something is okay and when something is not okay. That's because we're created in the image of God. One person said, Conscience is a little three-cornered thing inside of me. When I do wrong, it turns, and it hurts me very much. But if I keep on doing wrong, it turns so much that the corners become worn off, and then it doesn't hurt me anymore. And you know, see, that is how the conscience works. If we obey the conscience, the conscience stays sharp and effective. But if we ignore the conscience, it becomes dull. And the warning system that God has created doesn't work anymore. You know, it's like, remember when car alarms first started being put into cars? Somebody's car alarm went off. It's like, whoa, somebody's stealing a car, right? But after a few years, everybody's got car alarms. So you hear them go off and it's like, ah, you think nothing of it. We have been dulled down because there's so many of them and we hear it all the time. Sometimes you just hit the wrong button on your keychain and the alarm goes off. I did that the other day. Hit the wrong button. Bam, bam. I'm like, oh no, I'm stealing my own car. <laughs> so when God said, let us make man in our image, part of that image is morality. We are moral beings. We're not like animals. Animals don't have morality. They have instinct. But animals don't have morality like we do. They do what they want, basically. So, so far, we have as evidence to the existence of God, the beautiful and balanced universe. Oh, yeah. Big and beautiful and balanced. We have a creator. Because nothing exists that hasn't been created. 
Nothing. What are you wearing? Are you wearing something right now? An article of clothing, jewelry that hasn't been created? Do you go home and cook a meal in your kitchen and do you use something that hasn't been created by someone else? Everything we have has been created. And thirdly, that sense of morality. We know right and wrong. That's why we have courts and jails and lawyers. Why? Because when people violate laws and moral codes, then there's a penalty to pay. If there was no sense of morality, then fine. Everybody can do whatever they want, and there's no judgment for anything. But the fact that we do have judgments signifies, yep, we have morality, and that comes from God. Morality is inspired by God because we're made in His image. Morality isn't something that took upon a life of its own because it has to have an origin. Where does, where does that originate? It has to originate in God. And you'll understand that if your head is not like the rock of Gibraltar. But if your head is like that, well, you know what? You're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. The fourth reason that we believe in God, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You know who Jesus is? God come in the flesh. God wanted to reveal himself to mankind. Christ is that revelation. Christ is the revelation of God the Father. He came in the flesh as a man. He started a ministry at 30 years old. And at 33 years old, they killed him. Wow. But that was the plan. They crucified him on a Roman cross. He was pronounced dead by a Roman soldier who also said, Oh, truly, this was the Son of God. He knew. He made that realization. Here's this Roman pagan. And when he saw Jesus, he saw Jesus on the cross, and he saw the people mocking him and humiliating him. And all he said was, Father, forgive them. This Roman soldier, oh, this is the Son of God. Think that Roman soldier's in heaven today? I do. You can ask him, what was it like? What was that transformation like? When you led the soldiers to crucify Christ, and then you, when it was all done, you, you recognized that was God. That's the Son of God. What happened? How did that feel? Oh, I hope he's in heaven. Then after he was crucified, he was buried in a tomb. And they sealed the tomb with this huge stone, like the size of a small car. Maybe the size of that smart car. You know that little smart car? It looks like half of it's missing. Probably a stone about that big. And then they put a Roman god around the tomb. Make sure no one got in, no one got out. The disciples, they were scared, disappointed. And yet, on that next Sunday morning, boom, the tomb was empty. What? The tomb was empty. How'd that happen? 
I mean, who could take on the Roman soldiers? Who beat up those soldiers and took the body? No one. Who could roll away that stone the size of a smart car? I don't know. So what happened? Oh, Jesus. He overcame death. He rose from the grave. And then you know what he did? He appeared to over 500 eyewitnesses. Over 500 people saw the risen Christ. Now that's some pretty good witnesses. There's a lot of people that saw Jesus when he came back from the dead. And you know what else? His disciples, they were killed for believing in him. You know, it's one thing to die for something you believe in. It's another thing to die for something you know is a lie. Now, if Christ was a lie, would the disciples have forfeited their lives for a lie? Or would they have said, oh, well, we gave it a try, but I'm not dying for this. Oh, no, not this thing. But it wasn't a lie. It was truth. People die for truth. And the the disciples, they believed in Jesus. They saw him in action. They knew he was God in the flesh. And they gave their lives for him. So how could any of this happen? Only through God. Only God would come up with a plan where he would send his own son that he loved to die for human, for the human race, to die for man. So these four reasons, you know what? People can argue with every one of them. They can. But this last reason I want to give you, I believe it's a non-debatable argument. And you know what it is? The evidence that God is real? A changed life. People can argue about the Bible all day long, and they do. But there's one thing that cannot be argued about, a changed life. See, when God is in your life, you're a new person. The Bible calls you a new creation. How many testimonies are there today of people whose lives have been completely changed, completely turned around because of Christ? Millions, that's how many. Millions. Millions of people in every generation since the first century can testify to the fact that their lives have changed because of Christ. So many of you that are listening right now, you can testify that your life has changed because of Christ. Maybe just a little, but you're a work in progress and it's changing all the time. That's the reality. So I want you to think about these five reasons for the existence of God. The universe is big and beautiful and moving. Wow. And, and you know what? We're still here. We're still here. Everything is moving together. The Creator. There's got to be one responsible behind all of this. The Creator. And then that sense of morality that we all have. And some more than others, depending upon, do you listen to your conscience or do you ignore it? Those that ignore the conscience, they become more evil 
more vile, those that listen to the conscience remain more upright, more pure. It's all about the conscience, what we do with it. And then, of course, the Lord Jesus, the fact that he rose from the grave. No one's ever done that. No, he came out. He ascended into heaven. It was incredible. I put my faith in him any day. And then look at yourself. A changed life. A changed life. Now, there are people today who still have some doubts. They doubt it. They, they, you know what? There are people today that even argue against the existence of God. They can't leave people of faith alone. They attack them. You shouldn't have faith. I'm like, oh, mind your business. If I want to have faith, I'll have faith. And if you don't want to have faith, don't have any. I don't care. I'll do what you want. But I know for me personally, it takes a whole lot more faith to believe that a Pepsi can evolved over millions of years than it does to believe that someone created the can. So as I look at this big, beautiful earth, I also believe it has a creator, and the earth reflects the creator. So for me, the reasons we looked at today, they caused me to conclude that it takes more faith to believe that there is no God than to believe that there is. See, people that say there's no God, they have great faith. They do. (laughs) They have great faith. Faith that they believe they're right. But the reality is, our faith tells us, no, God is real. And I wonder, that's the answer that we all have to come up with. Oh, and not only come up with it, explain it. So these five things, they're pretty good. You can write them down. You can catch this message on our podcast. Go to newhopecc.tv. Scroll down a little bit. And is God real? Boom. It's right there, right on top. Today's message. Is God real? I hope he's real to you. I'll tell you what. He'll be real to everybody one day. Even those that don't believe. God will be real. But don't wait. Come to know him right now. Thanks for coming along. Don't forget to join the Hope Club. Get a daily devotional every day. That's it for me. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.